All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, July 4th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Happy Independence Day. And Clayton, this is one of the most jam-packed episodes we've ever had. This weekend was insane. This, this, This is so much to get through. But Clayton, before we start, I just want to... Uh, uh, give a little update to our, to all of our listeners that we are okay. You know, there, mm-hmm. there was some concern because we didn't have a weekend preview episode this past Thursday night, Friday morning. We just, it, it just didn't happen. And listeners did start getting word. We, we actually had a wellness check uh, earlier today from Danny over at, I screen, you scream for movies. For movies. And he he wanted to check up on us. He sent an email. Uh, I'll just read the beginning of this. Start. Happy 4th of July to the greatest podcast duo of Pat and Clay. Just want to check up because I noticed there wasn't a weekend preview for Minions Rise of Gru past days ago. And I am hoping you guys are okay, well and safe. Heart emoji, hands, class, praying emoji. So thank you, Danny, for that wellness check. And to all the listeners who who were concerned for our safety, thought maybe we were blown up in some kind of, you know, 4th of July fireworks accident of our own making. That did not happen. We are okay. The B.O. boys are alive and well and ready to rock. Yeah. And I would say that we are more than fine because it was a great weekend at the box office. And if you do hear some noise in the background, obviously... It is people out in the streets celebrating mm-hmm. the number one film in America, yeah. Munions, The Rise of Gru, yep. which made $107 million in its three-day and $125.1 million in its four-day. Wow. I mean, you haven't even plowed yet, but Clayton, I think before we plow, we have to clap for these Munions. Are you ready? Let's clap for the Munions. We're cl- uh, wow, I was going into the plow, and this is the first time we've ever done this. Yeah, I don't think in the history of the B.O. Boys we have ever clapped before a plow, but the Munions deserve this right now. No, I was mid-plow. I went into the plow, and we stopped the plow for an applause break. This is uh, That is what the Munions deserve. So continue then with your plow, Clayton. So that was number one. Continue plowing. Number two. Top Gun Maverick, three day of $25.8 million, down only 14%, and a four day of $33 million for a running total of $570.9 million in its sixth frame. Number three, Elvis, added 26 theaters. It is now in its three day, 184 million dollars down only 41%. It had a 4 day of 23.5 million and it is sitting in its second weekend at 71.8 million dollars. Number 4, Jurassic World Dominion lost 432 theaters. Its 3 day was 16 million dollars down 40%. Its 4 day was 19.7 million for a total of $335.8 million in its fourth week. Number five, The Black Phone added six theaters. 
it had a three-day of $12.12 million, down only 48%, a four-day of 14.4, and it is now at $49.6 million in its second weekend. That is the top five. Wow. And you know what? We're, we're going to be talking about this movie later. We'll be burying this movie even further. But I just have to throw out there, Lightyear number six dropped another 65% in its three-day, only made $6.3 million in its three-day, 65% drop. Buzz, we're going to be back to bury you some more later in the show, but we... Well, it's at 106 Point six million. I mean, one of the weakest. And the magic number. The ma- What's up? I mean, one of the one of the weaker one hundred million dollar domestic totals you'll ever see. It's 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 still a bomb. Don't let that hundred million fool you. That light year is a disaster. And it is huffing and puffing mm-hmm. to reach the good dinosaur, I'm, which I believe made one twenty three. Yeah. We'll we'll get to Lightyear later and and discuss whether it'll it'll be able to hit the one the good dinosaur mark. I mean, I think not, but we'll get to that because we gotta we gotta jump back into the lead story of the box office. Maybe one of the big box office stories of the summer. Munions overperformed at, at you know I say overperformed, but. Why would anyone have ever doubted these Munions? This is one of the great franchises that that has been created in our lifetime. This is a behemoth. The Munions and Despicable Me from Illumination, from Universal, is just a box office juggernaut. And the juggernaut did not stop this 4th of July weekend. The juggernaut continues. So, Clayton... Uh, what is your first thoughts this weekend when you were seeing the numbers coming in that these Munions were going to open over 100 million three day? They were going to get to 125 in the four day. What were you thinking when you when you started seeing these Munions numbers? Well, I mean, I never doubted the Munions, and you know, we didn't have the Thursday preview show, but I, I was going to say pretty much the same thing: mm-hmm. is that I did not see the downturn of popularity Mm -mm. for the Munions like some other kids' franchises. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's something perennial about these Munions Mm -hmm. that I think made them a bit bulletproof. And, I mean, it was a tiny drop from the first Munions movie, which opened till 1.15. But... In a time where you're seeing something like, obviously, not the same thing, because Lightyear is not what the kids wanted. No. And it's truly not even really a full-on kids movie. No. To see it underperform, I think, scared people about Munions mm-hmm. because Toy Story felt bulletproof as well. And we had to, rem- you know, they had to remember that Lightyear is not Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear is a whole different animal. It's a whole different thing. Right. It doesn't count against Toy Story in my mind. Right. Right. And so I was excited. Obviously, I wanted this movie to do well. I always am rooting for box office excellence. So I was very excited, and I think it it did uh, set a record right for the biggest. Four day, yeah, biggest Fourth of July four day of all, of all time, which I yeah, mean, I mean, so uh, the you know Will Smith's bad year continues because he's he's now 
it's no longer Big Willie weekend. This is Big Munions weekend. That is Fourth of July and how it should be known yes. going forward. Um, what were your thoughts? I mean, I think it just solidified the fact that the Munions and Despicable Me, but I mean, mo- mo- you know, the Munions specifically, they are Americana right now. You know, they have fully become part of the uh, uh, just the DNA of America and of the world. I mean, this is a worldwide phenomenon, but those those little yellow blobs that just say ba 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 and they bop around and they they multiply and there's more and more of them and, and, and they're just noises, but they have fully taken over and are one of the most important parts of youth culture of this generation. You know, they, they are, uh, uh, you know, with the, 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 they are just ingrained in these youngsters and the, the wait since the last Munions movie has only made the Munions more popular. I think it is clear that they are at their peak right now. They are not on any kind of downside. The Munions are just a bigger part of pop culture than they have ever, ever been. And it's, it's great to see because you know what? I've never seen one of these Munions movies personally. And I told you mm-hmm. over the weekend, when I saw these numbers come in, I did make a statement, which is Clayton, me and you have to go to the theater sometime in the next few weeks. And we have to watch Munions rise of Gru because this is crossed over from just being a popular kids movie or being a hit movie or a hit series of movies. Again, this is part of the fabric of America, and I do need to finally see these Munions in action. Yeah, it's apple pie. Mm-hmm. It's baseball. Yeah. And it's Munions. I mean, it surpassed and- baseball. You and I went to a baseball game this weekend, and it was fun. Yes. And we were outdoors, and... You know, it's great to see athletic excellence, but baseball is not what it once was. You know, baseball is no longer Joe DiMaggio. It is no longer uh, uh, Ricky Henderson. It's not that level of stardom anymore. Baseball is now still a big deal, but it is, I would say, slid below the Munions in terms of you know, American pastimes. The Munions are bigger than baseball, bigger than the World Series. Mm-hmm. Well, especially with young people, because mm-hmm. as, you know, we, we we looked at these demos and, I mean, we knew that this skewed young, right? Yes. I mean, that we knew. But it was, let's uh, let's get to the nitty gritty here. Yeah, Where I think the this? demos was was possibly in the ninety percent of of people under twenty five. It was under twenty five was eighty nine percent. Wow, wow! And the thirteen to seventeen year olds showed up at thirty four percent. Wow, wow! So do do we want to next talk about? I think there's a lot of facets of these Munions. The uh the youth culture TikTok phenomenon this weekend of the Munions, or do we want to talk the uh, cross-promotional merchandising deals? Well, I mean, this... I think we can touch upon the the promotional 
spend, which was $285 million plus, mm-hmm. according to Deadline. Mm-hmm. Huge ad spend, huge crossover with products. I mean, you couldn't go down a grocery aisle without tripping over a Munion. Right, right. And this shows that you need to spend to make money. Right. Like, it, you, if you're going to have a blockbuster, there needs to be awareness. Right. Now, now one thing to note is when they list those as spends, that's not purely just like a spend, you know, because these partnerships are also uh, uh, partnerships in which they're both making money off of the deals, you know. So when mm-hmm. when you're getting your Munions branded Wonder Bread, you know, it's not just that the Munions uh, and Universal are paying for that placement. It's a partnership. You know, they're both getting money out of the deal. So these Munions are spending to get awareness for the movie, but they are also then, they're getting their beaks wet on all of these products, on all of these cross promotions. So the Munions are, they're definitely the universal spending for awareness, but they are just raking in money in all these businesses with the Munions. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, So, I mean- I think, but uh, you know, it's it's what a lot of, you know, that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot, mm-hmm. and this just was so much so that much. it was almost impossible not to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it, they were all over the. I mean, I'm looking at Anthony D. Alessandro's can't miss must read article in Deadline, and he lists just some. He calls them, these are just some of the Munion stateside advertisers. There was a Liberty Mutual commercial in which the Munions were on the New York City Coney Island boardwalk. Uh, CarMax had Munions commercials. I guess Munions were driving a, a, a CarMax car. Of course, McDonald's, Happy Meal Munions. I mean, the, we talked earlier in the summer uh, with Jeff Bach of Exhibitor Relations Co., of these kids' brands, which ones were the McDonald's brands, which were the Burger Kings? Of course, McDonald's being your primo A-plus kids' brand. And, of course, it was the Munions having a partnership mm-hmm. with McDonald's. Munions are the the A-plus kids' brand of the summer. Uh, I'm loving this IHOP partnership, and it does make me want to go visit an IHOP to get some Munions food the IHOPs were serving up a Baba Banana pudding pancake and Cinnamonians and Gru's Evil Steak Burger at their restaurants. That sounds fantastic. Levi's had Munions jeans. HelloFresh had Munions uh, meal kits, including Munions pizza that you could make. Something called Supergoop did something with Munions. Olipop, a chickpeas-based snack brand, Hippies. Had Munions based chickpeas. So just a, a full on blitz of these Munions products. A- anything there that that you're particularly interested in in checking out? No, because uh, I'm not a child. So I don't, I, there's nothing there I'm really too interested in. But, but it's I mean, not the, aimed at me. But those it, IHOP I mean, pancakes are not just for children. I mean, the Bubba Banana pudding pancakes i mean I, i'm sure you would enjoy those not not as a child yeah i mean maybe i mean i i never was into the cross promotion mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. i respect it right 
I, like I like I respect the fact that they're making baba banana pancakes. Is that what they are? Baba banana pudding pancakes. Yeah. But, but baba banana pudding pancakes. I mean, great. That's great for them. And I don't think I have to participate in eating or mm-hmm. buying these products to understand that they're giving me awareness that this movie is uh, here. Right. You know, right. I mean, that's the main thing. It's like, you don't have to actually even consume any of this stuff. It's just the idea that, oh, this is, these pancakes have come, that must mean that the min- the Munions are coming back. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, the awareness was tremendous. I mean, it's this is a universal movie, so that's part of the NBC Universal family. So there were a lot of NBC Universal shows that had Munions co-promotions. They did a Office Munions mashup on Peacock. There was an American Ninja Warrior episode where the Munions took over the whole show, and apparently there were animated Munions competing in American Ninja Warrior this past week. So, I mean, that is exactly the type of thing that is going to gain awareness all over America. You know, not just Mm -hmm. for us coastal elites who are eating our hippies, chickpeas brand, but also for people who live in the stacks, for your earth dogs, who are your plain billies, who are watching American Ninja Warrior, who are going to IHOP to get the Baba Banana Pudding Pancakes. You know, this reaches everybody. The Munions left no consumer behind this past couple of weeks. And I think it was a necessity because, as Mendelssohn said, the great Scott Mendelssohn said in his Forbes article, Mm -hmm. this movie was the last of the slated for 2020 movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is the very last one to come out. And it had been delayed, not just because of COVID, but because the animation wasn't finished. Mm -hmm. And it was on the calendar for a while. So it's, it's smart to remind people that this movie is here and it's now. Right, right. And it's theatrical. You know, mm-hmm. this is not, the Munions are not a Peacock brand. They're not a streaming brand. They are a theatrical brand. And, you know, after what Disney has been doing the last few years, putting every animated brand they have straight onto Disney Plus, you need this kind of gigantic marketing cross promotional push to remind consumers that the A-plus kids' brands, like the Munions, they are not for streaming. They are for theatrical. You know, so so eat up your Baba Banana pancakes at IHOP and then go to the theater because the Munions will not be televised. They'll be televised someday, but first they will be theatrical. So you, you got to go big to sort of undo the damage and, and the perception damage that, Disney has done the last two years. Oh, yeah. I was looking at this. There is a Munions digital series, Mm -hmm. but not like a TV animated series. That's what I was just checking for, if there was like a Peacock Munion series and there's not which is smart you gotta I mean you can give them a taste of course and because that's all just promo that's all promo yeah 
Yeah, the, but the movies are theatrical. The the two hour, I assume two hour plus Munyan's Rise of Gru, that is a theatrical experience. And listen, it's the McDonald's Happy Meal of the summer, so of course mm-hmm. that's in theaters. It's your you know that that is the the primo deluxe. Uh, uh, you know, premium brand. And, and and there was a crossover. So another one of their partners was ZipRecruiter. Did you mention that? I did not. So what did the money, so you could, were the Munions the HR reps or for the week? Is that you interview with a Munion? I think to- you could apply to be a Munion. I mean, I, I've been applying to uh, jobs, just full disclosure. Right. And uh, I think I did, ap- I mean, because I've been applying to a lot of, of places. So I do think I applied to be a Munion. Yeah. I mean, listen, I obviously think highly of you. I co-host the show with you. I think you're one of the best box office analysts uh, of our generation. But I I could understand you not getting a callback to be a Munion because the Munions are, as we see now, again, the top of the food chain. They are the biggest thing in pop culture. So if you don't get a call back to be a Munion, don't take it too hard because it's only the best of the best get to rise to the level of Gru, rise to the level of these Munions. So $107 million three-day, $125 million four-day. Obviously, this is a kid's movie. You know, kids love these Munions. But Clayton, we did see... There was a heavily talked about phenomenon that was happening in this opening weekend in which teens were were going to see the Munions in a big way. And they were not just going to the movie theater. They were turning it into an event, into a celebration. There was a big trend of teenagers dressing up in suits, uh, dressing up in their fanciest suits, some, some of them getting cigars going in groups, and going to see the Munions opening weekend as an event. So when did you become aware of this phenomenon, Clayton? Did you know this was coming? Were you on TikTok last week preparing for this oncoming called Gentleman Munions uh, uh, phenomenon? Did you know this was coming, or did you find out about it this weekend? I found found out about it this weekend, Mm -hmm. which, as I should— Right. Because I'm not in that demo. Right. Uh, you know, I think it's good that these teens are keeping it to themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of middle-aged men coming in suits trying to hang out with 13, 14, 15-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. So I like that it was specifically targeted. It seemed to be a fun thing. Yes. As of now, as of the recording, July 4th, mm-hmm. this is a fun thing. Right. Right. Uh, with teens that are not doing anything uh, political. Right. They're just doing something stupid and fun like teenagers should do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is good. And I am loving it. Yeah. I, I've watched some of these videos and- I've watched these videos on Twitter, not on TikTok, because people have started posting the TikTok videos on Twitter. That is where a man of my age should be watching TikTok videos is Twitter, not on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I have seen these videos, and it is, as described, teenagers, they dress up in suits, they go in big groups, and they cheer heavily 
during the experience. You know, the illumination yeah. logo comes up at the beginning, the crowds go crazy. You know, the Munions appear for the first time. These teenagers are are given it standing ovations. The Munions say ba 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 ba. Teenagers dress in suits, go wild, blow cigar smoke, have a great time. So it is from what I've seen looks really fun, really enthusiastic. Now, Clayton, I've seen a lot of reports describing this as an ironic trend, you know, trying mm-hmm. to almost poo-poo it to say that these gentlemen minions, uh, gentlemen munions are are just, you know, they're winking, they're sneering, they're being ironic. They're trying to do this, I guess, for the clicks. That That's what these reporters tend to be saying. I disagree. And tell me what you think. I disagree. This feels earnest to me. And if you do the math on a teenager right now, it feels like they are just Munions fans. I mean, what do you think? I I totally agree with this because for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, they put their money where their mouth is, mm-hmm. okay? This is not a Morbius situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not a a movie that people are joking about and memeing about, and then when it was re-released in theaters, nobody went. Mm-hmm. Nobody truly liked Morbius. Right. I think these children, if we're looking at when the first Despicable Me came out, mm-hmm. it would be 2010, so July 9th, 2010. Mm-hmm. So if you are a 17-year-old now, mm-hmm. you would have been... Five when that movie came out. Yep. Yep. And then you grew up with the Munions because 2012 Despicable Me presents Munions. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not no, okay. 2000, sorry, that's not 2013 Despicable Me Two. Yep, the biggest of the franchise. Yep. And then you had Munions One 2015, yep. and then Despicable Me Three. 2017. So like these are these are like th- these kids childhood. Oh yeah. And I think th- there's a level of this movie was supposed to come out in 2020. Mm-hmm. And obviously a lot of these kids lives got sidetracked by COVID. Yes. And it, I think it was listen, it was devastating for a lot of people, but I think for young people those years are so long and mm-hmm. so packed full of things that when you're robbed of two plus years of your childhood, mm-hmm. it is sucky. I'll just say it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't want to be coarse, but it's sucky. Yeah, it stinks. And I and think. I think it stinks. It does stink. And I think it. this is, when everybody was talking about how there's going to be another Roaring Twenties mm-hmm. and people are going to go nuts. Mm-hmm. This is a PG version of that. Yes. These kids remember the Munions. The Munions were a symbol of their childhood, of innocence. Mm-hmm. And now they're able to leave their homes, get together with their friends again, mm-hmm. dress up. Yep. It, some of these kids didn't get their prom. Mm-hmm. Some of these kids missed their prom because of COVID. And now they get to dress up to the nines, smoke cigars, and go see Munions, The Rise of Gru. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. Yes. And I think 
the theater being a destination, an experiential thing for these kids, that's great for theatrical. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's it's great to see that teenagers who they are the ones who decide what the culture is. Teenagers have traditionally been the ones who decide this is the music of our time. These are the movies of our time. This is what comedy is. This is what clothing is. It's teenagers and people in their early 20s. They're the ones who decide what the culture is. And they are deciding right now the culture is Munions and the culture is movie theaters. That is where they have decided to go let loose post-pandemic. You know, this this weekend uh, of teenagers going and getting dressed up and going to the theaters and partying with the Munions, this feels like the teenagers saying, finally, we're free. After these last couple of years of being cooped up indoors with our parents, you know, and again, like you said, it's been tough for everyone, but for people in their 40s being forced to stay inside, you know, watch TV, it wasn't great, obviously, but it's it's worse than if you're a teenager and you're being forced to be inside with your parents, you know, mm-hmm. that, that is, that is pretty rough. And this weekend with the Munions was their big release. And it's great to see that these teenagers had their big post pandemic release at the movie theaters. It shows that the movie theaters continue to be a destination for teenagers. And yeah, I, I don't see this as being ironic at all. If you are, between 13 and 20, the Munions are your thing. You grew up on the Munions. You love them unironically. You want to be with the Munions. To me, the uh, gentle Munions phenomenon on TikTok this weekend, it was not ironic. It was pure. That seemed pure. Yes. In a world full of just impurity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To target. I mean, when you look at okay, I'm for all the product placement with the onions. Oh, of course. Some people can look at it and say it's crass and it's capitalist and all these things. But for this movie to bring kids out like this, mm-hmm. there is a purity to it, yep. and it also is a huge turning point because Scott Mendelson, again in the same article when he's talking about onions, mm-hmm. says this broke a record. It beat Transformers three. Mm-hmm for the four day and he says i think we can mostly conclude that the so-called covid era of box office analysis has ended Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean listen if scott mendelson is saying that uh a a form of box office analysis is over there is nobody who is uh, uh, has the stature to argue that point. You know, there is no, there are people in this business who are at a, uh, high levels, high levels of respect. You know, us, of course, the BO boys, Jeff Bach, Exhibitor Relations Co., Anthony D. Alessandro, Brandon Gray, the creative box office uh, mojo, currently of Box Office Revival. These are your big wigs of the industry. But if Scott Mendelson, is saying that the box office curve for box office analyzing is over. It is over. I follow that full suit. There is no longer any reason to say, 
well, this would have done better, except we're in pandemic box office times. He says it's over. It's over. I, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. It's edifying for us who weathered that storm. We yes. we did a show pretty much every week mm-hmm. during the pandemic. We saw the ups and downs. Yep. And to see, like he says, Maverick shattering the Memorial Day weekend record and Munyan shattering the Independence Day record. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're up right now from 2019 – in weekend to weekend comparison, not not obviously weekend to not weekend. full year to full no, year. No, not all, not overall. Yeah, but the Fourth of July but, weekend this year was oh, was bigger than the Fourth of July weekend of 2019. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I got I can't find the number right now, but well, I think that oh, okay, mm-hmm. so four day ticket sales were 227. Point six million up ten percent over July fifth to the eighth, two thousand nineteen. Wow, I mean that's that's huge, and and I think the other thing that Scott Mendelson reasoned is that the two big audiences that people were still wary about, you know, post pandemic were the family kids audiences and the uh, the elder. You know, the oldsters, the the real adults, mm-hmm. not the 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds, but the oldster oldsters. And you got Maverick and you got Elvis right now hitting big with the oldsters, showing the oldsters are back. And then you have the Munions just dominating, getting huge numbers from the family and, and young, you know, kids' audiences. So it shows that those audiences are back. You give a movie to those audiences that they want to see, and they will come see it. Their pandemic fears are not at play anymore. And you've got the older women yep. coming to see Elvis. Yep. So do we do we want to say anything more about... Well, one more thing before we move on to Elvis and Maverick, which both had huge weekends. One more thing I do want to say about these Munions and the, the, the gentle Munions phenomenon... Unfortunately, there are theaters apparently in the UK that were not on board with the Gentle Munions phenomenon with the teenagers coming in suits and hooting and hollering at the theaters. And there are theater chains in the UK that are now banning that phenomenon to the point where they are not allowing teenagers into the theaters if they are dressed in suits. They are they are I mean, turning away customers, turning away teenagers who come dressed up to the Munion. So, uh, I mean, Clayton, wh- what do you think about this, the theaters that are doing that? And and do you think this will spread to the United States from the UK? I mean, no, it's unconstitutional, so therefore it won't happen in these United States. Mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise me with the UK, the home of the video nasties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they've always been prudish over there. Right. They've right. always been worried about what the Queen Mom is going to say. Right. 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 And you know, uh, listen. There's there's bad things about America and there's great things about America. And mm-hmm. one of the great things about America is that you dress up in a goddamn suit mm-hmm. and you can puff on a stogie mm-hmm. and you can go and see Munyans, the Rise of Gru. Yep. Unimpeded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And you think that'll continue? You don't see AMC, Regal, uh, you know, your Bowtie Cinemas starting to ban teenagers and I mean, Bowtie Cinema should have a tie-in. I don't understand. If you're Bowtie Cinema, right. you say, you come wearing a bowtie, you get free popcorn. Right. Right. And and I do think I mean, that's the more likely scenario here in America. They're they're going to capitalize it. They may ruin it because then once the corporations get involved, they sort of cool dead the phenomenon. So that could happen. But I, I think that's mm-hmm. more likely why it'll stop in America more so than them banning it here. Now, I've heard varying reports mm-hmm. online that these kids are being either respectful or not respectful. I guess it depends on the perspective. What I've heard a lot of Mm -hmm. is they cheer for the illumination. Right. They cheer when they see the Munions for the first time. Mm -hmm. Then they're pretty chill throughout the whole thing. And then at the end, they freak out and clap and they run into the uh, Mm -hmm. lobby and they go buck wild. Mm -hmm. And the thing with that is... That's fine mm-hmm. because it's after the movie mm-hmm. and there might be kids that are making it bad and scaring little, little kids, but I don't think that's the case. I think they are really trying to be, just have fun and be respectful. Right. Now, I guess we'll have to see if this is a trend that continues and me and you go see this movie, we'll have to see how disruptive they are. Right, right. Uh, it is New York City, so it's a different level of disruptiveness that's possible i think right and and they will have a lot listen in new york city depending on where we see this we go see these munions in times square these uh uh suited teenagers are gonna have to rise to a high level of disruption to be notable mm-hmm. so i i don't know if we're gonna be the the uh theater goers who really think oh those teenagers were really disruptive wearing their suits and cheering when the Munions went ba ba ba, You know, I, I yeah. feel like there will be other disruptions that outweigh them. Listen, and this is a kid's movie. Kids are loud. You know, little kids, they're going to be screaming when they hear ba ba ba. When they, they probably wouldn't go nuts when they see the Illumination logo because like six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, they don't really recognize uh, animation studio logos. In in the same way that teenagers and adults do. So that probably wouldn't be where they scream. But kids are going to scream when they see the Munions. Kids are going to be running through the aisles. I feel like the teenagers and the kids at these uh, Munion screenings, they're going to get along. They're all going to be just going nuts. Now, do you think Timothy Chalamet kicked off this trend of celebrating production company logos mm. with his legendary hoodie which he wore famously right. on live television right live at the good nights television. of his NS- his SNL hosting gig I mean he is obviously an icon of young people and one of the most stylish young people of his generation most influential so I could see you know and when the the book of box office is written and it should be written by us when that book is written, I think there is a direct line from Timothy Chalamet wearing the legendary hoodie on live, and we can't stress this enough, this was live national television on Saturday Night Live, him wearing that legendary hoodie all the way to the, the gentle Munions, teenagers cheering for the Illumination logo. There is a direct line there. I That's a great point. That's a great point. So... Let's move on. Do mm-hmm. we want to talk about Maverick 
quickly. Let's I mean, start, this is yeah. a movie we've ce- celebrated. We continue to celebrate. It is, of course, Fourth of July, mm-hmm. Independence Day weekend. What a what a great film to see mm-hmm. anytime, obviously, mm-hmm. but this time, this time especially, dropped only fourteen percent. It is now Jerry Bruckheimer's highest grossing movie of all time worldwide. Wow! Beating Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Wow! Wow! So that is huge. But we're a domestic podcast, mm-hmm. so we're talking about where Top Gun is now domestically, mm-hmm. and the numbers has it at number twelve wow. with five hundred and seventy-one point four million dollars domestic. Mm-hmm. It is. Overtop the Lion King. Yep. And right below The Incredibles 2, which is at 608. So it's definitely going to beat that. Yeah. I mean, you look at the next few. So Top Gun Maverick is now at 571 domestic. And the next few in its sights are Incredibles 2 has 608 million. Star Wars Episode Eight: Last Jedi is at 620, and the original Avengers movie is at 623. So would you agree all of those are going to be overtaken by Top Gun Maverick before all said and done? I mean, that's about $53 million more that Maverick would need to make to jump to the number nine spot and get ahead of Avengers. Is that, are we saying today that that is a slam doing to happen in the next few weeks? I think so. I think the way, I mean, the way it's going, I mean, I think this, this movie makes it in the next three weeks. Right, right. Because it, it, in its three-day this weekend, it made, what, $25 million? Mm-hmm. So, so to make another $50 million total going forward, that is a slam doink. So yes. then Jurassic World, the 2015 Jurassic World, that's at 650 million. So that means that 652. So that means that Top Gun Maverick to pass that would have to make another, what is that, about 75, 79, like about 81 million, 81, 82 mm-hmm. million. To pa- end up eventually passing Jurassic uh, World, I mean, I'm going to state it right now. That feels like a slam doink to me too. Yes, I mean, because this thing's going to play throughout the summer. Right, it's going to bounce into premium screens like IMAX and other PLFs, and that's going to add to it. And then you know, at the end of summer, I mean, I could see this have a big push. Yeah, for that weekend, right before the beginning of fall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it playing big then. I mean, there's just I don't see a ceiling for this movie because it dropped fourteen percent this weekend, right? With major competition now, Thor: Love and Thunder is going to be a test because mm-hmm. I do think there is a crossover there for sure. It's, a Marvel movie. It's a Marvel movie people are actually looking forward to because I do think Doctor Strange was the another in the line of perfunctory sort of movies mm-hmm. that the Marvel fans had to see. I think this one people have a genuine actual buzz for. Yep. 
And it's got and a so director that appeals massive. to adults. You know, Taika, Taika Waititi does appeal to, you know, film goers in their 30s, 40s, 50s. You know, they like his stuff. But saying that, what does that what does that mean? Then what does what does uh, Maverick drop? Does it drop in the 30s? You right, know, like right, does right. it drop in the 40s? Like that's possible, but even then it's like it's still going to be making money and it's still going to be in the top 5 right. I think for a very long time. I mean, this is a movie that I think the next weekend or two will be very telling because yeah, Thor is probably the biggest it definitely is the biggest other movie that will come out for the rest of the summer. You know, there's mm-hmm. Nope, there's Bullet Train, uh, there's a few other movies, but Thor is the last super biggie left on the table, and especially one that crosses over so highly with the Maverick audience. So if Maverick weathers the Thor storm the next week or two, which I do think it will, then mm-hmm. it may have another hundred million domestic left in it. You know, uh, it really could. So I think as of today, we are saying it is a slam doink to eventually pass Jurassic World. The The big one that's going to be real fun is then, will it eventually pass 1997's Titanic for the number seven spot? You know, that's a that's a that's something to be talked about as the weeks go on, but... I mean, Maverick, I mean, the thing to talk about right now is just this hole that Maverick had this past weekend was unbelievable. A 14% drop in a movie's sixth weekend is just historic. Originally, it was single digits. It was it was nine percent. And I mean, 14 is no, is no small shakes, but nine percent. I mean, that's that, it's just crazy what this thing's doing. It's at number two in its sixth week. Right. You know, it weathered the dinos. It weathered Lightyear. It weathered Elvis. It, I mean, Elvis is a hit yeah. movie that has the same demo and just came out mm-hmm. and is doing well. You know, Elvis didn't have some kind of huge drop that Maverick took advantage of. Elvis dropped only 41% in its second weekend, which is so below what, what a big movie usually drops when it opens at number one. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Elvis here because yes. it dropped forty one percent, and according to Deadline, it's got a continued flow of older women, which yes. we love to see. Yes, yes. Females twenty five plus were half the audience. Mm-hmm. The over fifty five crowd showed up at thirty three percent this weekend, wow. which is two percent more than last weekend. Wow. I mean. What this shows, too, is that the females above 25 also came up, like, they're up 5%. So this is a word-of-mouth situation. Yes, yes, that's huge. They they liked what they saw last weekend. You know, the the, it's one thing to have a flow of older women, you know, an initial flow. But as Anthony D'Alessandro says in the article, quote, Rather, it is the continued flow of older women, end quote. That is what's leading the way. So when you have a continued flow of older women, it means that the week before, the older women saw it and they told other older women, other older women, this is a great movie. We like Elvis. You got to see Elvis. And that is why the older women continue to flow this past weekend. Yes. 
Yeah. You know, it wasn't Which, just you know, an it's a rarity flow. for older it's a rarity for older women to flow. Yes. I mean, look look at the the that is a story of the the post-pandemic box office. You know, they 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 were not flowing uh when when the box office reset happened after the pandemic. It took a while and you didn't see older women flowing. But Elvis got the older women to flow. And and they yep. are just continuing. They loved what they saw. And and, and the flow is, is just wide open right now. And it's great. We love it. We love it. I so was at listen, said, I went to Elvis this past weekend. I, I saw them the film myself in theaters. And it's true what they said. The older woman flow was there. I was in the middle of it. And I love to see it. Yeah. I mean, this thing is at 71.8 million. Mm-hmm. I think it's a slam dunk to go over 100. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And where it goes from there is all gravy, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this is a movie that people were saying could have bombed, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I mean... You listen to a lot of the other pundits uh, uh, heading into the summer. This was one that a lot of people were unsure about. And I got to say, I thought this was, I had a good feeling about this all the way. And uh, this was a big deal for Warner Brothers too, because this was Warner Brothers only big summer movie. You know, you got to remember, they used to have Black Adam scheduled to come out in July this year. And they push that out into the fall. They, of course, then had to push the flash out to next year. And who knows if that movie's ever coming out. But Black Adam was supposed to be the real Warner Brothers biggie this year. And when they moved that, Elvis was the only big summer movie. For, I mean, they do have the uh, DC League of Super Pets coming out in July. And we'll, we'll see what that ends up being. But That's a big question mark right now. But Elvis was their big swing. And... They are, I don't know if it's a home run, but at least a triple with a chance of being a home run because it's going to get over 100. I think it's got a shot with this kind of good word of mouth and this continued flow of older women. I think Elvis is a movie that could end up at 110, 120 domestic, you know, which to me is for an Elvis biopic, that's a huge hit. That's way bigger than, he's bigger than Rocket Man, bigger than the, uh, uh, Elton John biopic. You know, mm-hmm. this was never going to be Bohemian Rhapsody. That was a phenomenon. But yeah, for a biopic of of someone who who died in the mid seventies, I mean this this is a this is a hit, and people like this movie. And Tom Hanks has got another hit on his hand. Hmm. Big hit for Hanks. We love to see that. Yeah. Yep. And, and I, again, we're not critics, but I did see this film over the weekend. Uh, I saw it in the theater uh, in the middle of the flow of older women. And Tom Hanks was great in this movie. It's a, it's a full-on star turn from Tom Hanks. This is his movie. You know, it's called Elvis, but Tom Hanks is the colonel, is the star of this movie. And it's a star turn, and it's a, it's a hit for Hanks. Now, number four, Jurassic World Dominion. I think we're sleeping a little bit on these dinos. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. this has been really solid. It's just one of those movies where there's really nothing to talk about with it because it's not down more than than the last one mm-hmm. in a significant way. Nope. It's not higher than the last one in a significant way. It kind of just took care of business, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like Elvis, you know, used to say, taking mm-hmm. care of business, right? Mm-hmm. He had the tattoo. Yep. And I just think uh, this is fine, you know? It's good. It's great. That's it's great. Right. But, I mean, great is just fine for the dinos. Right. I mean, the dinos, it, listen, it just goes to show that if you've got these Jurassic dinos in a summer movie, you got yourself a hit. You know, they are just, they're, you set your watch to these dinos. They, they are, mm-hmm. they are uh, uh, just as much of a sure thing as you could get these days. And, but you know what? Good on Universal for not screwing up this franchise. You know, good on Universal for, this is a franchise that's been around for what, 30 years? Jurassic Park came out in 92, 93. Maybe it was 94, but... 93. And we're going on 30 years of this franchise, and Universal has not screwed it up and turned it into a streamer, turned it into something that's only straight to video. You know, it didn't become a a D-movie franchise in the early 2000s. It's not a Peacock original. You know, they, they... They... Always did right by these dinos, and it's still paying dividends all these years later. You know, we'll be we'll be three, four, five years from now reporting on the next Jurassic Dinos movie coming out in the summer, doing Baffa Bobo, and that's just the way it is. So good on Jurassic I, I mean, World I, Dominion. I don't necessarily agree with the future for this. Because I do think that these, especially the past two films, have been seen by many, loved by few. I don't think you're getting a lot of effusive love. I, I do think that this could become Transformers. I don't I don't think you could say that when this movie is at $335 million in its fourth week. And its holds have been really good. You know, not Maverick, not, not earth-shattering, but better than big blockbuster movies tend to do people love these dinos you set your watch to it i think three years from now four years from now five years from now whenever the next one comes out we'll be talking about the same thing that the dinos opens a triple digits opening weekend and people are going to see them three four five weeks into the run and you look down it's like oh dinos made another 300 plus million dollars domestic I mean, that's too TBD. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, listen, I don't think it's going to crater, but I do think there is a level of it just ha- hadn't reached its end of the line like Pirates or Transformers yet. But unlike the Pirates, there is no star in this movie who could either implode or people get tired of. You know, that T-Rex, he's going to show up and he's going to look the way you want him to look. He's not going to age, you know, he's not going to get bloated. He's going to be there. So I think the T-Rex mm-hmm. is the star of a franchise is a reliable star. And is hopefully Universal is paying attention to 
the mistakes of Disney, how Disney turned Star Wars into a TV show, the biggest movie franchise of all time, and now it's a TV show and not a movie franchise. And, and hopefully Universal's paid attention to that, and they're never going to let the dinos be in the situation that Star Wars is in. Well, the Transformers don't age. Optimus Prime doesn't get older. They don't age, but but there is something to the Transformers because they talk, and, and and they could get annoying after a while. That that the T Rex, I think, is just such a reliable franchise star, you know. And, and the thing with Transformers is they were also specifically tied to a director. You know, they were Michael Bay movies. And after a while, he got tiring. And obviously, the Jurassic movies were started by Spielberg. But they, I think they are more flexible than those Transformers movies. And they're not tied to a aging star the way the Pirates movies were. So I, I, I don't yeah. think those are like quite fair comparisons. I think the dinos are... Going to be able to stand the test of time, but the main thing is this movie is doing great. You know, people did not get tired of it before Dominion. It's quietly doing great. Number five, Black Phone, Mm -hmm. great hold for a horror movie, forty eight percent drop. Yep, it's at forty nine point six. I mean, I think this thing's going to make more than Candyman. Yeah. Which is great. It costs $16 million to make. So this thing is just making money hand over fist. Wow. Great, great hold for a horror movie. I feel vindicated. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were low on this film, but it it's sticking in there. Yeah. I mean, listen, we both saw this film. And again, we're not critics. We both saw uh-huh. this film last uh, Thursday, Friday, whenever we saw it. And Thursday. It is not a great movie, but nope. coming out of it, I totally get why it's a hit. It is, it's a, yeah. it's a great, not a great, and again, I'm not a great ending, but it's an ending that people are going to like. It is, there's some characters in there that people are going to like. And the main thing is the mask is cool. The mask is really cool in the black phone. Yeah, I don't think we I don't think the ending is anything spectacular necessarily. I do think it's the mask. I think 35% mm-hmm. of this is the mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great mask. It's one of the great masks. And that's all you need. And kudos again to Ethan Hawke. We talked about how he does these Blumhouse movies. He gets a significant portion of the back end. You know, he gets a lot of points. And man, that is going to pay off for this guy with the black phone. He is going to cash in those points when this is over. Absolutely. And that you can only get those through theatrical. Yep. There are no Peacock points. You know, if Universal put this on Peacock, Ethan Hawke wouldn't be getting those points. So theatrical is better for your actors. Yep. And your creatives. Yep. It's just better for everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think we have to talk a lot about Lightyear because we did slam Lightyear pretty hard the past couple episodes. Mm-hmm. It's been unrelenting. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. numbers just show it mm-hmm. that this is now the sixth, the number six film in America. Oh. It dropped 455 theaters. It made 
a three-day of $6.3 million, down 65%. Oh, my God. And a four-day of $7.8 million. It's at 106.6. And let's just take a look at this good dinosaur number because it might not even make it to that. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the good dinosaur is it still came out at a time when people looked at a Disney movie in theaters and knew, I'm either seeing this in theaters or I ain't seeing it for a really long time. You know, there was not... Mm -hmm. The Good Dinosaur came out in 2015 and there was not a Disney Plus where people were just like expecting, well, The Good Dinosaur bombed. It'll probably be on Disney Plus any day now. You know, that is something that right now is in play for Lightyear. People are fully expecting this movie to be available on Disney+. Plus. I mean, most people assumed it would have been there already, which is a big problem. Yeah, so Lightyear's been out for 18 days, so it's going to be probably on Disney+, Plus 45 days. I- so... So it's it's going to be there, what, in a few weeks? And I, they might even drop it sooner. I mean, here's what I'll say right now. Put Lightyear out of his misery. Drop him on Disney Plus tonight. You know, drop him uh, whenever, right now. Right now, if you are Bob Chapstick and you're listening to the B.O. Boys and... I, I I kind of think he might be at this point because I'm sure word has gotten back to Bob Chapstick uh, how the B.O. boys have been dissecting his business practices. So Bob Chapstick, if you are listening to the B.O. boys right now, put Lightyear out of his misery. Drop this corpse on Disney Plus and put it on display for all these kids. Uh, what are you waiting for? The, the- I think you wait... I think you wait for this to beat Good Dinosaur. I think you wait for this to creep over 123. I uh, will it, And though? then you... What? I mean, do we do we think that Lightyear is going to get to there? Because what did you say total? It's at 106, 107? 106. So that is $17 million to go to pass the Good Dinosaur. It made well. Here's the other thing. I also think you know, Munions is going to reign for a while mm-hmm. when it comes to kids' movies. And there's, I don't think there's anybody seeing Lightyear next weekend instead of Thor. Right. No, I, I mean, and I think Lightyear is going to lose a lot of theaters this weekend to Thor because the dinos ain't going to lose those theaters and. Maverick ain't gonna lose him. You know, Munions aren't gonna lose any of those theaters. So, so Lightyear is, is probably great, gonna have to drop a lot of theaters this weekend. So let's 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 do it then. Do you think it makes over a hundred and twenty three million domestic? Does it Lightyear? pass the Good Dinosaur? Um. Hmm. I. I will say no. I will say that that Lightyear will not 
end up passing the good dinosaur. I think it ends up under good dinosaur. I'm looking at the good dinosaurs run in the good dinosaurs. Third weekend, it made $10.5 million. So the, the good dinosaur made more in its third weekend than Lightyear made in its third weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was the second Pixar movie in the same year. Good dinosaur, right? Yes, I think that was the Inside Out year. I'm pretty sure okay, that yeah. that it was Inside Out and then Good Dinosaur. So people didn't really think of Good Dinosaur that much because Inside Out had already been a giant hit. Yeah, I mean. Looking at the comparisons, Good Dinosaur opened at 39 million. Lightyear in its first weekend opened at 50 million. And that is because Lightyear is still part of the Toy Story brand. That's why it had even as big of an opening weekend as it did. And mm-hmm. then the Good Dinosaur held in its second weekend and its third weekend way better than Lightyear is held. So that leads me to believe that at this point going forward, Lightyear is going to really fall behind Good Dinosaur weekend to weekend. So wow, did you, d- man? So I, I, so I say think, no. I say no. I, I think that Lightyear is going to top out at around like one fifteen, one sixteen. I think Lightyear is about to go lights out. I got to agree with that, and it's. Funny that at the beginning of the summer, mm-hmm. if I were to say to you mm-hmm. that we'd be talking about Top Gun Maverick right. maybe beating Titanic mm-hmm. domestically, mm-hmm. and we'd be talking about Lightyear failing to beat the good dinosaur Jeez. domestically, what would have your reaction been? I mean, uh, I, I would have been... Is flabbergasted at both of those. And here we are. Here we are. Lightyear is going to be a sub-good dinosaur catastrophe, and Maverick might end up being bigger than Titanic. It's it's. Listen, the box office is just an incredible thing to follow. You know, you, you, yeah. you even as good as we are, as good as the B.O. boys are, we could not have predicted those two results before the summer. No, no, and and you know it's we don't we we never want to root for failure. No, of course. But not. I do think I do think that Lightyear is a message, mm-hmm. and it's a message it's a message sent to Disney that they need to right their ship, mm-hmm. and. It's a good thing in the long run, Mm -hmm. hopefully, if it's a message heated. Mm -hmm. If it's a a message that is not heated, Mm -hmm. an unheated message, as they say, then guess what? Mm -hmm. You're going to have to rely on Marvel, Disney, and just sit around and watch Universal and Paramount eat your lunch. Yep. 100%. I mean, right now, Disney is just... The MCU and pray for rain. You know, that is Disney mm-hmm. strategy is throw a Marvel yep. movie out there every couple of months and hope that in between the the uh, movie theaters don't 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 announce what the uh, the the grosses were. Because other than MCU, Disney 
has nothing going right now. Star Wars is a TV show. Pixar is is a, a disaster. You know, Disney uh, hasn't released a hit Disney animation movie since before the pandemic. I don't know what they're doing with these live action versions of their old animated hits, but they've pretty much already done all the big ones. So Disney, you got to get your S together because Universal, Paramount, Warner Brothers, they're eating your lunch right now. And I think we will talk more about Bob Chapstick and his mm-hmm. his the renewal of his contract, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Right, right. Soft renewal. Uh, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. And God, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, what it's going to do mm-hmm. on our Thursday night episode. Yes, which that's going to be big. We will be back later in this week for our weekend preview episode. Again, thank you to all of the wannabe-o boys, wannabe-o girls, wannabe-o people. People. Who worried for our safety when we didn't have the episode come out the end of last week. We just, life got in the way. We ended up having a lot of movies to see, you know, holiday weekend stuff, and just we didn't get to it. But Well, let's be honest. We had a big wig from L.A. Yes. Come to visit, and we had to spend time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So believe me, it was all for the benefit Mm -hmm. of everyone. Yes. 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 As the B.O. boys uh, uh, rise the ladder, so do the wannabe-O boys, wannabe-O girls, wannabe-O people. People. So we did it for you. All right, so Clayton and yes. and for tonight the one the one of bo patriots yes the one of bo munions yes um so I which was, you know what that's me because I put in my resume and we'll see what happens we'll see um you know I I think highly of you but don't hold your breath so I just want to end with one last thing from. The email Danny sent us, of course, Danny of Ice Screen, you scream four movies. Four movies. He did see the Munions movie. So he says, mm. for me, and there's a quote from Danny's email, for me, got to see it Sunday, July 3rd. Review available to listen. Really enjoyed it more than the first Munions and brings me a lot of childhood feel from the Despicable Me series when I was a kid. Never thought it lives up to the day when it came out. So... There is a quote from a youngster. You know, Danny's in his early 20s. He is someone who grew up with his Despicable Me series, grew up with the Munions. He didn't go see this, ironically. He went because that is an important series to the young people, and it showed in the box office. They loved it. And and the Munions gave them what they wanted. The Munions didn't pull a light year and do some kind of, you know, what if the Munions weren't the Munions you know, but these are what the Munions were based off of. Here's the movie that the the Munions saw when the Munions were a kid, and there's someone else. Now the Munions don't just say ba-ba-ba, but it's Chris Evans speaking. The Munions didn't do that. They gave people the Munions they love. And, and mm-hmm. it is a, And it paid off, and it paid off. So there you why, go. why am I imagining Danny in a zoot suit going to see Munions? 
And you know what? If Danny did go see it in a zoo suit with his with his buds, uh, I'd love to be in that audience because Danny's a, a great guy, respectful guy, and and that's the type of young person that was celebrating the Munions this weekend. Mm-hmm. I wish that Beavis and Butthead do the universe mm. would have gone theatrical. So me and you could have gone to see it in suits. Yes. Yes. Although I, we are gentlemen, Beavis is in gentlemen, Buttheads. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it would have been great. It would have been great to see those franchises coexist. Those audiences coexist, you know, the Gen X Beavis and Butthead fans and the, TikTok generation fans of the Munions, and I think everyone would have got along because that's what happens in the movie theater. Everyone comes together, celebrate. You know, you've got mm-hmm. your TikTok Munions fans, you've got your dad seeing Maverick, you've got that steady flow of older women going to see Elvis, and all of those groups go to the movie theater and they just have a great time. Sounds like a goddamn community to me. Yep. All right, Clayton, I think we've done it for this week. We definitely did it. So so where can they find us? Did you tell them where we, they could find us? I mean, us? email us, of course, at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you think Lightyear is going to get past the good dinosaur or fall short. Let us know where you think Maverick might end up landing in the all-time domestic earners list. Let us know, of course, your predictions for... This coming weekend's Thor Love and Thunder. We'll read those emails on our preview episode later in the week. And of course, if you ever have concerns about the well-being of myself or of Clayton, send your wellness checks to the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Well, rate, re- rate, review, and follow. Mm-hmm. And Danny, since Danny was worried about us so much, I did put him down as my emergency contact. So, Danny, you will be notified if anything happens to me. You will be the first to know. Wow. He's going to love that. He, he's going to love yeah. that. All right. So, of course, yeah, rate, review, follow, spread the word about the B.O. boys. The bigger the B.O. boys get, the bigger you get. So, just know mm-hmm. that. And, Clayton, I think we've done it. Yep because there's nothing left to say except for until next time we'll smell smell you at the box office nailed it nailed it